Hello and welcome to another episode of the Uriri podcast, the podcast that tells African stories. I'm Ceci. And I'm Halima. Hi everyone. Today we're going to be talking about the spice roots of Africa. Yes, basically we're taking you on a journey through various African spices, through the flavors of the continent. So the African continent is known for its very rich and varied cuisine. And our cuisine is influenced by many cultures and the many traditions that make up our very diverse population. And spices have played a very, very vital role in African cuisines for centuries. We love spicy food. We love when food tastes really... I don't know. We just really like when you can taste the spices in food. And basically, spices are used to enhance the flavor and the aroma of dishes as well. And they contain medicinal properties. Um, so basically, the spice roots of Africa, we're taking, like Stacey said, we're taking you on a fascinating journey through the many flavors of the continents. And it also like highlights the importance of spices in our dishes and our culture in general. Yep. So like Halima has said, spices are really important um, to Africans and to African cooking. Basically, we pass down recipes from generation to generation. Many modern recipes are based on like classic dishes that are really old. And since there was no refrigeration, we use a lot of, or at least since there was no refrigeration when the recipes were invented, we use a lot of dried ingredients, which made it easier to preserve food. So that's why, you know, in many cultures within Africa, a lot of the local foods use dried meats, dried fish, as well as dried spices, uh, vegetables, fruits. Okay. So um, in, well, a really long time ago, <laughs> spices and other exotic goods were traded between the east and west coast of Africa and beyond. So there was a whole spice network um, and it connected Africa, the Middle East and Asia. And, you know, there were spices traded, textiles, ivory, gold, and much more. The routes were established by traders and explorers. They traveled by land and by sea, and they made a really vast network of connections between these different regions and the cultures, which is why, you know, sometimes, for example, some countries in North Africa um, have a lot in common with a lot of countries in the Middle East. And because, you know, that kind of trade route was established. Okay, so uh, let's go into some of the spices that uh, have been used in traditional African cuisine for centuries. Halima, why don't you start us off? Sure. Um, so the first spice that we've identified that is like, that has always been used in African cuisine basically is, um, it's called grains of selim. And in Ghana, it's called yuda seeds. And in some parts, it's called nigo pepe. So this spice is also is, is native to West Africa and then it has a very smoky earthy flavor and it's typically used to flavor soups and stews. It also has medicinal properties according to some research, right? So um it's widely consumed like consumed like I said by West Africans, especially Ghanaians, and then it's also consumed by some folks in Ethiopia. Um, this spice contains essential vitamins and minerals, and it helps like soothe the body and it helps relieve body pains. And it has a sort of like nutmegish type of taste when it's added to food. It also has a slightly bitter taste to it. So that's very interesting. Yep. So the um Uda seeds or the grains of selim are these like black pods, uh, which contain a couple of seeds. And then let's move on to the next one, which is long pepe. So long pepe is a spice native to East Africa. 
It has a similar flavor profile to black pepper, but the flavor is a bit more complex and it's used in a lot of spice blends. The next one we have is called Kawash. And I'm so sorry to Somali folks if I'm not pronouncing this properly. I do like Somali food to a very reasonable extent. Anyway, um, the Kawash spice is native to Somalia and is made up of a mixture of spices. And these spices include coriander, cumin, cardamom, and cinnamon. And is often used to flavor meat and vegetable dishes. Yep. And the next on the list is Berber. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it that correctly, but it's spelled B-E-R-B-E-R-E. And basically it's a spice blend native to Ethiopia. It's another um, spice mix similar to uh, Zavash from Somalia. And it has chili peppers, cumin, coriander, and cardamom. So basically the flavor profiles are really, really close together. And it's often used to flavor stews and meat dishes. Next up, we have one of my personal favorites, bisap. I don't know, again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this properly, but in Nigeria, we call we refer to this thing as zobo. In some parts of Ghana, they call it zobolo. And then basically, is it's a spice made from dried hibiscus flowers and is native to West Africa. It has a very tart, fruity flavor and is often used to make the popular African drink called Bisap, Zobolo, Zobo, whatever you call it in your country. And yeah, I really like um Bisap, like not this spice, but what the spices used to make. So you should try that out someday. Yep. And the next on the list is tamarind. So tamarind is uh, basically a fruit. I think it's the first fruit on the list. It's native to Africa and it has a tart, tangy flavor. It's often used in chutneys and sauces. Basically, tamarind is a very interesting looking fruit. I don't know if any of you have ever seen it before. It looks like these pods. And then inside is this like orangey slash brown looking fruit. And people usually make it into a paste to use for cooking. Next up, we have something called robos. Why am I getting the difficult spice? Rooibos. Basically, rooibos is a type of tea that is native to South Africa. It has a sweet, slightly nutty flavor and is often used to make tea. Yeah, I think that's one that most people would have already heard of. Um, And then we move on to kinkeliba. So before uh, this research, I have honestly never heard of this before. Um, I'm not sure. (laughs) if I've ever tasted it before, but basically it's an herb that's native to West Africa and it's often used to make tea. It has a slightly bitter flavor and it's believed to have many, many health benefits. So actually, if you go online and search Kinkeliba tea, you'll see so much, but it's not something, you know, I'd ever heard of. I'm actually surprised at how popular it is. Okay, what's next? Um, this is from Burkina Faso. Hi, my Burkina babes. Um, <laughs> the next thing I have is con, con, con. Again, I might be pronouncing this in a very Nigerian way, but it's spelled K-A-N, K-A-N, K-A-N. And this is basically a spice blend that consists of peanut powder, chili powder, allspice, and Maggi bouillon cubes. Um, it's popular in Burkina Faso and in some parts of Senegal, and they're mostly sprinkled over grilled meats. This spice brings a combination of grassy and spicy flavors to food. Um, 
just reading through this spice, it sounds a lot like what um Nigerians call yaji or like suya spice. Exactly but, what I was yeah. gonna say. This sounds very similar very, to very the similar. spice blend yep. used for suya. So yeah, that's just another common thread. Okay, so the next one on the list is fermented locust beans, also known as iru. And this is a very, very popular cooking ingredient in Nigeria in various tribes. Um, so it comes in both fresh versions and dried versions, whether whole or mashed. Um, and both, you know, are amazing. <laughs> the spices uh, smell is it's very unique. You know, it's not a great smell. <laughs> People say it smells like feet. Um, but it adds so much flavor to stews and soups, and it makes them taste amazing. So, for example, you use iru in egusi, in efo, um, okra, um, and basically anything. I feel like it works really well, iru, in soups that use palm oil because... The iru flavor and the palm oil flavor go so well, well together. And apparently it's got a lot of nutritional benefits as well. It has 29% lipid, 35% protein, and 16% carbohydrates. It's also a good source of calcium and fat. So at least when you eat the EFO, you know, you don't have to feel so guilty, except for the, you know, EBA, which I'm not sure if that has any health benefits. I just want to say I really, really love iru. You guys... Same. If you haven't tried iru or any food that has iru, try it. <clears throat> Next up, we have turmeric. And the Moroccan, or maybe the Arabic name, I don't know, is Q-U-E-K-O-U-M. Q -U -E -K -O -U -M. But basically, it's just turmeric. And then this spice is obtained from the dried roots of the Sercuma <clears throat> longa plant. It is distinctively bright yellow, and it is closely related to ginger. Turmeric is mostly used as a food coloring spice in Moroccan cuisine for dishes such as rice and tagines. Its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties make it a suitable choice for reducing the symptoms of arthritis, apparently. So turmeric is really healthy, you guys. And a hack, turmeric is really good for like skincare. So use a little bit of turmeric in your skincare products. That's not yeah. highly advised, but yeah. So next up, we have Mao forest dried nettles, um, which have been used by Kenyan natives for generations as an herb and staple in Kenyan cuisine. Usually the plant is available during a drought and it's manually harvested from March to June and from September to October. And people can use it as a fresh vegetable, as a medicinal herb or as a herbal tea. And they are also recommended as dietary supplements for breastfeeding mothers because of the nutritional benefits of the plant. The leaves have 6% protein, 3.5% minerals, which include iron and vitamin A. And the dry powder apparently can be diluted in water and sprayed on the soil to improve fertility. That's what they say. Next one we have is meat meter it's an ethiopian spice and it's basically a spice blend that's like i said prominent in ethiopia it contains a lot of ingredients such as cloves cardamom salt cumin ginger cinnamon and bird's eye chili and they're always in like powdery form traditionally this spice has been used to like 
deep cook for like raw meat dishes but it can also be sprinkled on different foods and it has like amazing health benefits when it's added to any dish okay next up is bitter leaf um which is something i'm familiar with basically bitter leaf also known as onugu or stands out for its bitter taste which i think is evident from the name some people boil this leaf to remove the bitterness and then they add it to soups or dishes um it's a nigerian herb basically and it has a lot of detoxification properties which make it one of the top choices for helping the body fight against many diseases and infections one of the well-known uses of bitter leaf is that it's a remedy for stomach aches or so they say I haven't tried it personally, but they say using bitter leaf for your health is pretty easy. You can either chew on the tender parts of the plant stem or leaf stalk or swallow it. And, you know, it will help you out with your ailments. Next up, we have buffalo grass and it's also called alfalfa. It's a Ghanaian spice. And this is one of the most common and indigenous herbs in Ghana. Alfalfa stem, leaves, and sprouts are rich in vitamins, minerals, proteins, and all other nutrients. And this makes it suitable for treating arthritis and digestive problems. And it can serve as a diuretic and for reducing high cholesterol. Interesting. Um, this plant has a very high concentration of beta carotene, which builds up the immune system. And this herb is also a home remedy for bad breath and body odor. So y'all should use a lot of alfalfa yep and then we have buchu from south africa so the buchu herb and i think it's called agathosma betulina (laughs) is cultivated in the western cape south africa basically it is widely known um the leaf for its medicinal properties and its oil producing abilities it has anti-inflammatory and antiseptic properties that help it to treat high blood pressure uti infections arthritis gout and countless other ailments wow this is i mean pretty effective at a lot of things according to the research and they say that the herb can be applied to the skin as an insect repellent as well as treating many other skin infections and then the last spice we have on our list is the devil's claw it's a namibian spice and the devil claw is is a herb that gets its name from the appearance of its fruits which are covered with hooks it is mainly found in the eastern and southern and southeastern part of namibia and studies have shown that this devil's claw might help reduce might help reduce the pain experienced by people who suffer from osteoarthritis it's apparently it's a very common form of arthritis um that's what we have on our list for today and these are just like a few examples of the many many indigenous spices in africa and each region of the continent has its own unique spice and like spice blends that are a very important part of its cultural heritage i think that the most interesting part of this for me was discovering just how many of these spices are said to have such like really good health benefits Mm -hmm. so make sure you go out there and try as many as possible and come back and tell us your experiences do you think like um a lot of these spices they have like besides the overlap they're made up of like a bunch of other spices so it's basically just like a mix of various spices into one spice yes a lot of them are spice blends not just one spice in particular um and i think you'll find that many cultures 
um, mm. have like their unique spice blends that they usually use to season in a lot of things. Like for example, one that we should have included maybe next time is like the spice blend for pepper soup would have been interesting yeah. to explore. So maybe we can even do an episode about just spice blends alone. We can do this pepper soup spice blend, the Sia spice blend, <laughs> the spice blend. Anyway, all of them. Yeah, and just the last comment on what I find interesting about spices is how personal it is as well. So you can mix like a lot of different spices just like to create your own personal taste. And that's totally okay. And anyway, that's all we have. So share with us any spice you find interesting or a spice you can't do without in your cooking. And thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, comment, share, share with your friends, family, subscribe, stay notified and all of that. Tell your friends. Um, and make sure to follow us on social media where we are Oriwe underscore Africa on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Oriwe is spelled O-R-I-I-R-E. Also go to our website, oriwe.com, O-R-I-I-R-E. Go right now, go to the contact us page and get in touch with us. Come on an episode of the podcast, read our articles. They're really interesting. Um, And if you want to come talk to us, we're always ready to have you. You can send us a message at any time. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya, Spice. <laughs> that was random. Bye, guys.